I love your licorice pizza poster. Oh yeah. It's like it's my favorite. Eventually I'm gonna get a um get a get a frame that way I can like put up my Doom Generation poster. Hell yeah. Eventually. How does the Doom Generation compare to Donnie Darko? Oh, it's like completely it's completely different. Like so I love Doom Generation. Uh Donnie Darko has like a very special place in my heart. It's uh yeah, it's a movie that I definitely like grew up with in like my twenties. But yeah, Doom Generation is like a whole like a whole different level. Have you seen Doom Generation yet? I have not. I wanted to go see it when what's the name of the director? Remind me. Greg Rocky. Yes. So he mm-hmm. was at the Texas Theater, which which we'll 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 intro you here in a second, but uh you I think did you make that event happen? Yeah, so it was um so it was James Duvall and he James stars Duvall. he stars in both films and yeah, like by chance I went to the Doom Generation event at Sundance and that's where I met Greg Rocky and then Greg Rocky introduced me to James Duvall and then I just yeah, I just went ahead and asked James. I was like, Hey, like, I think it'd be really cool to, like, bring you down to the theater and to, like, showcase, like, some of your movies. And he was completely down. So then for, like, a few months, like, we worked around, like, the schedule and, like, figuring it out. And then in April, it came to be. So Dude, let's go. You are yeah. best friends with James Duvall, which is pretty cool. It's like a... I have a, uh, I have a, I have a, I have a one degree of separation from James Duvall. And yeah, no, legit. Like it was a, uh, yeah. Like we went to, we went to Josie records, the spot that I'm, that we should mm-hmm. go to next time. And like, legit, I was like, I'm just going to say this. I was like, this is like a dream right now. And he's like, Oh my God, really? And I was like, I'm literally hanging out with you, dude. I was like, I've grown <laughs> up on your movies because the first movie that I saw him in was when I was like a kid. I he was in Independence Day. Oh wow. Yeah, like he's been in like so many like different movies throughout the years that it's like like you wouldn't know him, but it's like but because he's kind of like on the side, like in the Greg yeah. in the Gregor great... Rocky films, like he's to the forefront. But like the other films he's kinda like you he's know, such a great character side. actor, but I feel like he's he's never he's never like a he's he never for some reason became like a superstar, but he's an awesome actor. Yeah, he's great in everything he does. He, he's definitely he's definitely like one of those one of those actors that's like uh, on the chill factor, and he's like fine with it. He's like, yeah, like it's okay. Like I'm glad that like n- like yes, people recognize me like enough, but not enough like that. I'm not getting my privacy. Yes. Like so it's very like, similar. For me, that's fine. Very similar to a Bruce Campbell, you know. Like uh, which is another event that that you guys had. So let's just do a quick introduction here. This is Vian- Zach. Looks a little different today, as you might, as the folks at home could probably tell. This is Bianca. Uh, actually, don't I don't know your last name. This is Bianca. <laughs> she's she's at at the girl that works at the box office. Did I get that correct? Yes, the girl. Yeah, the girl who works at the box office. The girl who the works, works at the box, at the box office. office. It's a very it's a very long title. Like you mentioned earlier, how I still know what you did last summer is a long title. <laughs> yeah. Like my my yeah. tag name is a is a long one but it's worth it to look it's for. long but it's yeah. iconic it's, yeah it's exactly iconic. but yeah but bianca's the shit we met through the discord of uh, another podcast that i was just a guest on called there are too many movies uh, they have a discord and that's where that's where we met and so i introduced myself to her at the world famous texas theater in downtown uh dallas and that's where she, that's where she, that's where you've worked you want to tell us a little bit about the Texas theater for the folks at home who might not know 
Yeah, so Texas Theater is based in Oak Cliff. It's a, you know, it's just like a another suburb like of uh of your loyal loyal like Texas state. Um and yeah, it's a it's an indie art house theater. We have two screens and we showcase everything like cult classics, like foreign film, independent, like we also have some of the new releases like currently we're showing uh across the spider-verse so we have a really good mixture of film at the theater and that's and that's where harvey and i met one faithful faithful day yes and uh do, so uh the, the the hook of the theater or the, the thing that most people learn about it when they first learn about the theater is that uh it was where oh my god i'm blanking on his name i'm an idiot lee harvey oswald well, Lee Harvey Oswald was mm-hmm. was arrested. So shortly after shooting JFK, he went to go see a movie. Supposedly. Presumably? Supposedly. <laughs> Supposedly <laughs> shooting JFK. He went to the Texas Theater and went to go catch a flick, and that is where he was arrested. So uh, I mean, it's pretty amazing just for that fact alone. But it, I mean, it, the place is incredible. I've been there a bunch of times. I've actually been there a few times before I met you and didn't you know didn't know you at all. But the, the but after I met you, I've been been there numerous times. The place is amazing. I highly recommend any of the Dallasites or Fort Worth people. Get your ass to the Texas Theater. It's where it's at. They are screening incredible movies. I've discovered a bunch of stuff there. It's awesome. And so Bianca's been working there for 10 years, which is amazing. I know, yeah. Ten, ten years of cinema. Like it, ten years it of is cinema. it is wild. Yeah. Yeah. She's cinema, baby. You are synonymous with cinema, dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Bianca's the shit. She's the homie, and I'm glad that she could be a guest. And I'm sorry. Or, or to for the folks at home, Zach is uh Zach is no longer with us, unfortunately. He passed away, so Bianca is his permanent replacement. Rip, rip. Yeah, yeah. No, if, I do. I do wish that Zach. Could... We get enough views. I become the permanent and only host of this. That's podcast happening. That I'm like currently <laughs> the second. Like what? I'm the second guest on this podcast. So I, I actually have. So I told you you were the second guest. I could be totally a little bit wrong. I think my brother Patrick, who's sitting behind me uh, playing Rocket League, distracted. So I'm. Late. So I'm the third guest. I'm. The third I think you're guest. the third guest. But Got Patrick it. was also was also a fill in for Zach when he died last time, oh, or he had some uh, some horrible accident. So this is the second horrible accident that Zach's had. But, uh, but you know we press on. The folks at home must must uh must continue. You I mean what the show must go on, right? Yeah. Exactly. Even if one of our hosts is is murdered tragically. So anyway, thank you for filling in. Um, I wanted to, to touch about a movie that I can't stop thinking about that I know that you've seen called Speak No Evil. <gasps> oh, <laughs> yeah. Speak, so this no, is, speak No Evil, yo. Yeah, so this is a horror movie from a couple years ago, and it's it's one of those... Uh, it's a movie that I watched and, and didn't super love, but I can't get it out of my head. I keep thinking about it. I like I, It just... I wake up and I think about it, and I go to sleep and I think about it. And it's... I mean that's an effective movie, right? I mean, it, it, like, there's very, very many disturbing horror movies or whatever, or just any movies that I think about for a minute or enjoy, and then they're kind of disposable. But this one stuck with me, and it's it's a uh, it is a test of patience, I think. The film, yes, it has quite possibly the most. So here's here's your premise, guys, just for people that don't, that don't know. Um, a family goes on vacation, and while there, meets. Uh, another family with uh, a little boy, uh, a, a couple with a little boy, and they just have like they they have one night on vacation together. They like go to dinner, and they have they have a fun night, and they call it quits or whatever. And then like months later, they get a postcard from this family that says, "Hey, we had an incredible time. We would love for you to come spend the weekend with us, right?" 
So it's the, and it's like oh, it's already weird. Like they barely know these people, but they're gonna go. They're gonna invite them to dinner, like the, or for yeah. the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's sketchy from the jump, but uh, and so they talk to their friends about it, and their their friends are like, I mean, it might be pretty, it might be a little rude to to decline. So they go on this this fateful weekend adventure, and um, the whole the whole point of the movie is that it's it's about ignoring red flags. So these these people are just it's just red flag after red flag and these and these the people that are there just don't want to be rude and so they just go along with it. Yeah, it's very it's very much um how polite how politeness can get you fucked over. Yes. Like 1000%. And, yeah, and by and by agreeing to everything like how how that just kind of I don't know, like it's it was very it was a very interesting watch because whenever whenever I first whenever I first saw the poster, the poster mm-hmm. art alone, I I think it's I think it's awesome. Like that initially like grabbed my attention. So I thought it was like that was something I really wanted to watch. But then upon further investigation, yeah, the whole the whole film I was just wanting oh my like God. wanting to yell at it is infuriating yeah like utterly infuriating you're screaming yeah. at the screen yeah like it's it's definitely it's definitely one of those films where you want to yell at what you're seeing so they can stop what they're doing and get out of that situation but yes. they're just digging themselves further and further down because out of politeness because they think, well, if we leave this situation, then we might not get invited back. Or yeah, or or it's just or it's just just rude. It's just flat out rude. Yeah. Like the um, I mean, there's so much in the world that you just kind of put up with as a human being around you, like your family, especially your extended family, things that make you uncomfortable that you don't want to be a part of. But you're not an asshole, so you're mm-hmm. not going to just tell them to to fuck off. But these people, what's what's also really interesting is that these are people that they. They don't know. They barely know these people. They only so spend a few hours with them. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, if they got up and left, I mean, nothing really would no would have you know be gone. But it's just this social d- contract that you kind of inadvertently sign with with everyone around you. It's also kind of it's a good lesson for. I mean, I am a very tall man, so this is not as much of an issue for me. But I do I do think for like women, especially a lot of you're a true crime person. So I think uh, a lot of true crime starts with the woman just being polite not yeah. wanting to be rude and she ends up you know getting murdered or almost getting murdered yeah. there's so much like like the, the lesson is you say no to people say fuck off you know yeah like no that that's the thing like i've i've had to like i've had to walk away from very uncomfortable situations or yell or get pissed off which i don't like doing in public like it makes me feel like really odd because that's not a thing that like while riding like public transit or just walking to a store like you shouldn't you shouldn't be upset but like certain certain aspects of things that like people do or say like yeah like will make you feel so uncomfortable that you have to physically remove yourself from the situation and speak no evil it's giving you every single type of like invitation to leave yes. but you're not leaving you're not leaving because 
you're thinking, well, it might get better. It's kind of also like a very, a very, like a very, a very great structure, like for a toxic relationship where it's like. Exactly what I was going to say. Gaslighting. Yeah. And I say like toxic because yeah, actually gaslighting is like a much better example where it's like, well, like. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm wrong. That wasn't, that wasn't that bad. Like maybe, maybe it's in my head. And if I continue this, like. Well, you know what? Like, it's it's going to get better. Maybe I'm too much. Like, maybe I'm too sensible, or maybe I'm too much of a prude, yeah. or maybe, maybe this is it's a different. Maybe it's a cultural difference or something like that. Yeah. 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 So, like, to give to give to give the the folks at home an example, or so let's just let's just do like the dinner situation. Okay. So they go out. So they had their kid with them, and they have uh, the the couple that they're staying with also has a kid, and they're like, all right, we're gonna go and bun- a bunch of weird shit has happened since before this but they're like all right we're gonna go to, to dinner um for with you know <laughs> tonight and so they're about to walk out with their kid and this guy walks in a guy walks in and uh the the the, the couple they're staying with is like oh no no this is a no kid night the kids are gonna stay here with the babysitter this is the babysitter and this and first off i don't know i don't know a parent that would leave their child with a male a male babysitter, like an unknown male babysitter. I should, yeah. I should say. You know what I mean? Uh, just, it's just, it's just weird. It's just straight up weird. But then they see the kid, like the, the babysitter, like, like just like starts playing with the, the little girl. And they're like, you know, he's like, okay. I mean, I guess they're leaving their kids with him. Like, I'm sure it's probably fine. And they get in the car and they go to this place. I love, by the way, <laughs> so many little things, but they go to this place, which is apparently like their favorite restaurant to go to. Okay. Yes. And they go, in and it's just, pitch black the entire restaurant it's like the no one is there like one box off at the end yeah it's pitch black and it's like their table their table only is the one lit up and they're just talking and they're drinking a lot and then um they're the couple gets the the couple they're saying with gets up and starts dancing super suggestively like yeah like they're like making out and like awkward it's so awkward oh yeah oh my god anyway so yeah it's just and then they then they drive home crazy drunk and they're like blasting the music anyway it's just tons of red flags so many times where they should just get up and leave and they never do uh it is the movie's it, yeah any, 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 i was gonna say it's not for the faint of heart i would not go in yeah if you no have it's a strong pretty, stomach it's pretty bleak it like, is extraordinarily well. like, that, bleak that i like i need a i need to make a play like not a playlist i need to make a watch list on on letterboxd of just bleak films because speak no evil would be in that category where you just get this like very like i don't know like just a just a feeling of like dread like just it's a good if you like feeling like shit for a couple hours feel just this is the movie for you yeah yeah, there's, a, there's I, a special there's a special brand of fucked up person like you and I that enjoy like, that. Yeah, type I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like you really want to feel you really want to feel fucked up. Uh, try watching Benny's video. Like I just that. watched that. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> so fucked up. Yeah, just, like just, that. It that just makes you. It just makes you angry. See, and here we are laughing about Benny's video, dude. Like, so here's 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 an interesting thing. So, um. I love horror. You love horror. We're, we're horror people. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had this conversation because I know tons of my friends just don't watch horror movies at all. And I, I've, I've had this conversation with, with a lot of, of people. And I'm trying to put it in, put into words what exactly, why I enjoy horror movies. Why I enjoy being uncomfortable for a couple hours. 
and I think I've got it down to this. I think it's just that it's a safe place to feel those emotions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for, for a couple hours, you can feel scared or like, oh shit, or creeped out or disgusted or whatever. And then after it's over, you can go, oh, well, that was fun. And you know, I don't, I don't get to feel real genuine fear ever in my, in my real life. So it's an interesting thing to experience in a controlled environment, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very, yeah, that's very interesting. What was the last movie that made you feel those type of emotions while watching? Oh, definitely this most recent uh, Speak No Evil. I, I can't stop feeling those emotions. Yeah. This, this, is, this, is, this movie made me feel how people talk about horror movies where like they can't get it out of their head and it's like giving them nightmares and shit. It's not giving me nightmares, but I, I am thinking about it a lot. I mean, I'm enjoying thinking about it. It's not like I'm haunted by this movie or whatever, but I'm, I'm just... I, I, I am thinking about it a lot. To get something most recently, um, honestly, Benny, you brought up the two horror movies that I've seen the most recently. <laughs> yeah, Benny's video made me think about it for for a long time afterwards, and it also just made me. I mean, both of these movies just make me hate the protagonist. If you ever want to feel hatred, hatred's kind of fun to feel in a controlled environment too. You know? Yeah, very, very much so. Especially with, especially with Benny's video and Benny's video, like. Uh, for for the folks at home, uh, legit, yeah, legit. Like Benny's video is like you you're following around this like fourteen year old boy, and how his life has been overtaken by by cinema, baby. But yeah, not but not in a <laughs> not necessarily in a positive way. Like he's he's not a cinephile. You you wouldn't call him a cinephile. I I don't know if I I don't know if I can. You think he's you think he's on Letterboxd? <laughs> what would his what would his Letterbox name be? What are his top four? Yeah, it's got to be like an- Antichrist, like Human Centipede. Um, I don't even fucking, he... fucking Solo. Solo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, but yeah. So so you're following around this four, like fourteen year old boy named Benny, and he. Benny! Yeah, he kind of lives. He that's his theme song, and he kind of lives life through a lens. Like every like everything he's viewing, like is through a like through a lens. Like he has all of these all of these cameras like set up in his room to like be recording him, like while he's sleeping, while he's like doing like just right re- like regular activities, like everything. He's constantly else- recording himself, yeah. Yeah, everything else like outside of his room where it's a controlled environment, a controlled situation, like that's where he's completely bored and like devoid of life. Like there's nothing, there's nothing in him that makes him seem like a regular and normal boy. Not that there's like, not that there's like anything wrong with being like a regular normal person, but like Ben, Benny could have used a bit of uh a bit of you know like a bit of that normalcy which like he's not given because he's given to like too too much leisure time like by himself because he's an only child and he's in his room constantly he's like his his, parents his his absent and like shitty weak parents are are, they come in and and he's like spending 24 hours a day in his room and they're like hey man how about some sunlight that's the extent of their parenting he's like hey man how about you get outside today and he's like fuck you go back to 4chan and and shooting videos and stuff yeah but like that that film like i won't get into depths of like benny's video but like when when you're watching when you're watching it it's like this this like 
very like slow, slow pull as you're seeing his day-to-day life. And then one day he invites one like this girl over and things girl, girl, kinda, girl his age. Yeah. Things just kinda start happening happening from there and his yeah from from then on uh then his parents become uh more than just absentee parents uh they they want to protect them as yeah. much as possible i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ahead and give i'm gonna go ahead and give away the hook of the movie so he, yes he, please he, do he, he murders this girl uh on camera and that's that's yes. the Benny's the, the video of the Benny's video thing and then he just brings his parents in and shows him shows them the video because he's a little yeah it's like creep. here like here do you want to see hey this them? is what i did yeah check it out yeah yeah this is the video that i made and it's of him murdering a girl and the body's still like in the house it's 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 fucked up so then um uh the uh the the natural response of every parent in that situation of course which i thought was i mean it's just it's a lot the parents cover it up yeah and 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 and, uh and try to try try to get him out of the situation that he brought himself in so anyway i won't give away the ending but that's that's basically the hook of the movie it's a lot i think uh, a very frustrating parents when I have a thing with uh, in in any movies, not just horror. When I see bad parenting happen, it makes mm-hmm. me annoyed. <laughs> Even though I have no children and I have no idea what it's like to have yeah. children, I still dr- judge movie parents. You know, I judge them harshly when they do shitty, dumb things. And I'm like, make your child go outside. He's gonna murder someone on camera. And then he went ahead and murdered someone on camera. Yeah, be- that's what be- happens. Yeah, Benny's video. Benny's Take video. your kid to the park, push him yeah. on a swing. Otherwise, he's gonna just yeah. commit suicide. Like you know, just kind of, just kind of like take him outside, or, or just like talk to him like a regular person yes. instead of just say good night and good morning. Yeah. Like, hey a, man, how are you feeling? Yeah, you seem like, you seem a little allow, depressed. Allow allow him to like talk to you, like instead of just like oh you're you're eating today. Good. Okay, I'll see you at nighttime. Like yeah. no, like. I was school engage. fine. All right, like, well, have yeah. a good night. Like engage, like engage. Not that I, not that I would know. Like we're we're not parents, obviously, yeah. but it's definitely one of those things. Like, yeah, this the same. You know, I do think. By the way, I was gonna say I do think. By the way, that being a parent's probably not even that hard. I think these people are really stretching they're, this. They're, like, they're oh, it's the hardest they're job they're in the world. Oh, you got to take your, you got you got to make your kid a bowl of cereal and take him to school every day. Come. <laughs> <laughs> try try welding. Welding's welding's hard. That's just hard. And so I was gonna say I was like two movies. If you want to see uh two bleak films, Benny's yeah. video speak no evil, and also two films about horrible parents. Hor- yeah, horrible, like, weak, annoying yeah. parents that you want to punch in the face. Yeah, that's a that's a great there double two, feature. That do. are too kind. Like too kind. Too kind. Yeah. Kind is not even the right word because you're fucking the look. Let, let's assume your child's not a murderer and okay. you're just you're just you're just being a weak parent, right? And you're not you're not engaging with your child and you see him drifting off into darkness. You can just mm-hmm. see it happening and you don't know. You're too fucking weak to 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 confront what's happening and uh, and put a stop to it or or change the course. What you're doing is dooming that child. You're mm-hmm. dooming them. You have to you have to engage and you have to steer the ship in the opposite direction or they're going to crash and burn or commit suicide or whatever in the future you know that's just that's what tends to happen and it's not you know uh, it might be a little bit of hyperbole but you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you have to do something dude and he's just what's what's frustrating about the movie and again we'll get off these two movies that no one's seen but the the benny's video parents 
they just he's he's like it's like it's like social awkwardness you know he doesn't know how to talk to his kid and he's like he's like awkward like you would be you know at a party where you don't know anyone yeah he's he's just like looking around the room trying to trying to figure out how to be a dad i'm like just go fucking talk to him it's your kid yeah like it's yeah like it was very it was like very uncomfortable to watch like the scenes with his parents because it's kind of like they were just given Benny yeah, like one summer, like, you know, it was kind of like his original parents, like, you know, passed away. So now like, these are the parents that that's great. That's a great comparison. Have to like have to take over. So there's not necessarily like, like any love. It's more of like just a responsibility that was like bestowed upon them. And because they both have like, these careers like they don't know exactly how to like merge both of them together yes and then yeah like which makes it which makes it even like more comfortable when both parents are like trying to be parents like yeah with well the first what's what's actually interesting about the movie the more i talk about this movie the more i like it actually yeah but the uh the what's interesting about the movie is that the first real parenting decision that they make is covering up the murder of a, of a person yeah you know like the, they're, they're completely they're together as a family they're like yes you know they are what? units let's in not that call moment. the cops yes like let's not call the parents of every friend that benny might possibly have and see like where this girl landed from like yeah. no the first their first logical reaction is how, let, do, we, how do we make this not happen? yeah how do we how, yeah how do we how do we, how do we hide this how do we how do we make it go away? Yeah. Like, and at and this point... They de- they debate yeah. it with, like, one conversation. It's so funny. Yeah. They're like, like okay, it... so we, we either turn, it, turn him in, and it ruins his life and ruins our life, or we just... We can just get rid of it and make sure it didn't... Like, make it like it didn't happen. It's funny. It's funny how quick they come to that conclusion. But it, but it's interesting, though, because the first real decision they make as a family is is to do that. And that's the, the first time they do a thing is, is something you know, horrific and illegal and awful it's interesting yeah yeah so watch benny's video as or don't if you don't want to feel like shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, you know if you, if you like horror I would, I would recommend both of those movies uh both of them are extraordinarily bleak mm-hmm. bleak is the perfect mm-hmm. perfect word to sum up both those films they, it will make you feel like shit yeah they're like hey, but uh, something that won't make you feel like shit for the folks at home that stuck it through that depressing section i have a a recommendation for you all and this is a show that I just discovered. I want to know if Bianca's heard of this. It's a, a British reality show, which, by the way, I hate reality shows. I don't watch any of them. This is the first reality show that I've ever found that I'd fuck with. Okay. It's called, it's called Taskmaster. Oh. Have you heard of this? Um, I love Taskmaster with a okay. passion. Like, oh, let's fucking go! Yeah. Like, I legit, I legit have been watching Taskmaster now for uh four to five years so i like I basically no started from like the very like the very like beginning like the first series like and yeah like oh my god it's it's so it's so good and if you haven't seen it have you seen it from the first series or are you watching no like, i watched one? i watched i watched season 13 all the way through in one night i, I literally binged the entire I, I haven't done that in years for the folks at home what, what is taskmaster bianca so taskmaster is this british game show but it's unlike any other yeah like any other reality kind of game show because the brits 
the Brits know how to give their audience laughs and also just something so unique that I don't think Americans have it in them to yes. provide like yes. at all. Like I feel like the last thing that America had as far as like a reality show was maybe American Idol or Survivor. And that was in the yeah. early 2000s. I've heard good things about Survivor, but I've never seen an episode. Yeah. Like I I think I haven't seen I haven't seen Survivor and I think I watched one episode of American Idol, but that's as far as it goes with like what what I think America still like striving to like do with like these regurgitated like TV shows that they try to like make up. Yeah. But the Brits like they keep popping out these reality shows like no other in Taskmaster. It's five contestants, two Comedians. like two game show hosts. Yeah, like comedians. Some like some are actors. Like some are some throughout the throughout the like following seasons. Like are also like news anchors. Like it's a whole like it's a whole pot, and you're seeing them like compete. And most of the time, it's just with themselves. Like it's just yes. with themselves. They have all of these like tasks that are like written, like written out beforehand that they have to like perform um, in front of Alex, which is like one of the, one of the main like game show hosts. And it's just, it's just, it's so good because once they've like finished recording, they're all in a set, all five of them along with their game show hosts and the whole crowd. And they're like watching each other's like reactions and like what they've been doing. Like, Taskmaster is so good. Like, yeah, it's amazing. I love it. So to give to give a little bit more context, what happens are they basically just five five contestants will individually complete a series of tasks for for the episode. The tasks are identical uh, among the contestants. So like you'll see five different takes on the same task, right? And the tasks are super creative and funny and and bizarre. Like the 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 guy that that dreamed up this show, Alex. Alex, Alex Hall. Horn, yeah. Horn, yeah. Alex Horn. So Alex Horn is the is the, the smaller guy. He's the one that's with them for all the tasks. He was the one. He's the one that creates all of them. So the dude is like a, a genius. He's like a literal genius. He he has this insane, creative, messed up mind, and he puts these. He puts. It's like it, picture the Hunger Games, but intentionally silly and stupid. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he, they're they're basically competing. And oh, by the way, the prize for winning this whole show. Is essentially nothing. It's just it's a it's like a paper mache head of the the taskmaster himself. Yeah, Greg the, Davies. Greg Davies, yeah, who, who's by the way six six seven. Shouts out to tall people. Yeah, uh, he's great. He's he's hilarious. And um, but you you win this 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 trophy of his head if you win. There's no, there's no money or anything involved. So it's just what's cool though is that you see all the contestants do each task uh, individually, unless it's like a team thing, which is you know maybe we'll talk about. They typically will find a funny, creative, improv solution to the task. A lot of times they do. And what's cool is that sometimes two contestants will think of the same solution to the task. Or, like, I mean, they'll just come up with... The whole point is to be funny and, and, and interesting. So even if you're failing the task, you, you make it funny as a comedian or, or an entertainer. The show is so much fun. I couldn't stop watching. All I wanted to do was see what the other tasks were. The tasks are so fucking funny. Um, anyway, Alex Alex Hall or Hall, Hall, Hall what's his? Horn. 
Horn. That dude is an av- yeah, he's 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 a he's incredible. So highly recommend the show. Yeah, I I also yeah, like I definitely definitely recommend going back to the first I will season definitely do that. because there's yeah, there's also another thing at at the end at the beginning at the end of the each episode um they are they're basically each contestant is commissioned to bring in like a certain object to like put up for the winner of that set episode to like win so at the beginning of each episode you know it could be you know like bring in bring in like the biggest yellow object like you own and then so like someone can like you know, bring in the banana. Someone can bring in like a literal boat. Someone could like bring in like a painting. Yeah. But it, but it's it's all like it's all judged by Greg Davison to see which object is the most creative. But in the in the beginning seasons, in the older seasons, those yeah, like those were so like so on the. Like they, those were wild. There was, there was like one, I think in the first season where it's like, put it like, put up something that like, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to give away. And someone like put up the keys to their car. <laughs> like, and then someone like put up, put up their keys to like, I think to like their condo for like the weekend. And then it was like, so all of these things like kept getting bigger and bigger. And I think throughout the, throughout the later seasons they kind of had to like step away because someone had actually like put up like one of their wedding rings and lost it like at the end of the episode so yeah like now now like it's it's a bit more simple but like looking back in like the first seasons like it is wild what like what people like in this season so i watched i watched season 13 and i forgot what the what the i think it's the most interesting thing or the most enthralling thing. They always use like a fun adjective. Yeah. Bring me, yeah, bring bring me the most inspiring thing in your closet. And so like you could do anything with that. Whatever whatever you can think of. So this lady brought in this I want to say it's like a like a Japanese Komodo thing. Oh, okay. And it was it was like 3000 it, it was expensive. She's like I googled it after I brought it here and it's actually worth quite a bit of money. So I hope like I hope this goes I hope I win. But so yeah, people are just bringing in like this one of them brought in um what was the Oh yeah, the the most or the most exciting thing you found in the trash, and so this girl brings in an entire couch, and she's like just a full couch, and I forget what the other ones are, but anyway, it's it's just a fun little thing to start off. And the beautiful thing about the show is that all these contestants are beholden entirely to Greg Davies' will. Like Greg yes. Davies is the taskmaster, and he is the one doling out a hundred percent of the points. So if he likes what you have brought or what you do in the task, if you make it funny or creative or whatever, even if you don't quote unquote solve it as quickly as the other ones, he can just give you more points because that's he's the taskmaster who can do whatever the fuck he wants. And the game is makes it's silly anyway. Usually it's one, two, three, or five points for each contestant. You know, you get five through one depending on how well you place. But if he likes the thing or it just didn't, you know, if you if you impress the taskmaster or like sucked up to him or something, he can just give you more points. It's so funny. Yeah. So they're they're constantly like um they're constantly constantly just like sucking up to him and and uh and uh just verbally blowing him. It's hilarious. Yeah, no, it's it's legit it's legit one of my favorite shows I've ever stumbled upon. I would highly recommend watching the season where James Acaster participates. Because there's, 
he's he's one of my favorite like british comedians one of my favorite comedians like alone and yeah like his breakdowns are the best because that's also one of my favorite things like throughout the years of taskmaster the many breakdowns that these contestants also have about like the smallest things like it's it's golden like it's amazing so good in the season that I watched, the, the towards the end, there was I, I, I literally someone started crying because people get so people get so competitive about yeah. these silly little they're tasks. So, yeah, they're like so like trivial, just like little money yes. things, and it's just like it's it's okay. But I think I think if I was like put up like put up as a contestant, I would probably start crying too if I didn't like, <laughs> have, if I didn't have my way or if I got like you know five. When yeah. I, when I thought I like did as well as a two or a three, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, no, it's 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 a very it's a great great show and a great time for sure. It's so I, much fun. There's there's no better feeling than discovering. So I I had I didn't know what this was at all. By the way, it's all free on YouTube on their official YouTube channel. They just put it on YouTube, so it's the easiest thing to stream ever. But there's no better feeling than finding a show that I just I fell in love with it immediately, and I have 14 seasons to go through. I'm so excited. Yeah, I've only, I've also, only gotten through one. Yeah, there's also there's also um, I think there's also like an Australian version, no and way. then there's also like a Norway version, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I'm sh- I'm shocked. There's no American version yet. Yeah, like I think they tried with an American version, but it didn't it didn't go through if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But yeah, no, like there's there's one and I can't remember like from which country it is, but if you like if you type in Taskmaster um like something yeah, like to the point where like the task was how long can you keep your eyes open for? Whoa. And it is brutal to watch because the the video itself is 14 minutes long and you're fo- like one could co- one contestant like from from the house where they're like filming like filming the the task to the point where he's like hey like I kind of have to like go and like pick up my daughter from school <laughs> and then so like he still has like his eyes like wide open and he's like Holy hey he's shit. like I'm going to I'm going to have to dip out. You guys can follow me if you want, but like, I got to go. And then, so like, he's being like followed. Like you see like the cameras, like in his car, his eyes, like he still has them open. Like it's, it's great. Like, yeah. So I, I highly recommend like, yeah, like that seems, that that task seems, that seems a little bit more like fear factory or something where it's like a real actual physical thing. That's tough to do. Yeah. Very, very much so. But yeah, I, I'm so I'm so glad someone else knows about the Taskmaster. Like, Dude, yeah, it's amazing. That's awesome. I shout out, oh, shout yeah. out to shout out to some guy on TikTok who I just randomly was like, "Hey, you should check out the show." And I just you're like, I I will, some guy, I will. Thank you very much. Shouts out to that guy, that yeah, random guy for sure. Oh, do you want to uh, do you want to tell tell me about the uh, Oak Cliff Film Festival? Yeah, so the Oak Cliff Film Festival. Hey, there's doggy. Is that this a is, is that a mom? Stella? This is Stella. That's mom that just came in. Hey, mom. Bye, mom. Hey. Left. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. No, the the Oak Cliff Film Festival runs every every summer. It tends to be like the second to last week of June, 
this month is June twenty second through the twenty fifth. We play we play like up and coming films. Like we also have a bunch of uh shorts blocks. Like so a lot of really a lot of really cool like short films. There there will be like narrative shorts. Um also what, like what, what, what would you shorts. say what would you say is your is your role in this festival? Uh head programmer. Yeah, dude, this is yeah. your baby. So yeah. Bianca, Bianca created this thing, and she's been working her <laughs> yeah. ass off like tirelessly yeah. to make this happen. So For like, wanna... yeah, it's it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. I want to stress to the audience that if you can, please come 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 through. You can see the world famous Texas theater that we were just describing, and you can come through to see some awesome movies. I will definitely be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's it's gonna it's gonna be a fun time. There's gonna be there's gonna be some free events, some DJ sets. Uh, really cool movies and yeah i'm i'm excited yeah like we we have a we have a lot of a lot of really cool films that i'm excited to uh to like present to people which festivals did you go to 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 get filmmakers and movies and stuff uh i went to sundance yeah 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 like i that legit was a a literal dream come true uh waking up every single day i like seven or eight in the morning to go watch cinema so i think i was there maybe for like four to five days and i watched 18 or 19 films it's amazing which even then i feel like that's that wasn't enough like i feel (laughs) like i probably could have like thrown in maybe like two to five more but Mm -hmm. it like yeah like that then that in itself was like a record i was like wow look at this does it does it work like can where I mean the, the the popular screenings are gonna sell out really fast? Um, it depends. Yeah, like because already like the there's like there's the ticket holders and there's like the batch holders and then and then like if there's like space then like you know if if you like have like a standby line you can get in. Like there were a lot of there were a lot of screenings that I like just was able to like make it like for for this upcoming upcoming a24 film that a24 picked up within in a few days there there are a few films like that a24 like picked up like that like one of them was past lives which is yeah which is coming out i think within within the month and then my one of my absolute favorites like um is called Oh my god, what is the name? Like I just Count on me, the horror movie? No, it was a uh, I think it was a uh, Talk to Me. Talk to me. Talk to yeah. me. Yeah. So Talk to Me it I think like it premiered on a Sunday night to like a packed house. That was like genuinely like it was giving me like such eerie feelings within like a day or two A24 had picked it up. Is there there has there 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 must be no better feeling as a filmmaker than to take your movie to Sundance and then for A twenty four to say, "Come on through, baby, let's go." Like yeah. it has to be just 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 life changing. Yeah, no, like legit, like legit. Whenever 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 I watched it, like I was there, I was there with uh, a few of the fellow programmers for the film fest. So the whole time, like just the vibe of the whole like the whole theater like everyone's going ooh, <gasps> like just so, so like, much so fun many, yeah like so many like different noises like coming from everywhere like little screams and as soon as as soon as it ends 
I thought, holy shit, like this, this is so fucking badass. And then reading that like A24 had like picked it up. Like if I work for A24, I was like, I was like, I could watch that movie. I was like, so <laughs> no, I was like, no wonder. And then like whenever I like started, I started like seeing that it was going to get its like release during summer. Like I got even more excited because I was like, I was one of the first people to watch it. Like that's so, so cool. cool. So cool. But yeah, no. It, so yeah, so, Sundance was one of the major, like the major things that, uh, that helped in the process of like bringing some of those films uh, to the Oak Cliff Film Festival. So yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, come through to the Oak Cliff Film Festival. What are the dates one more time? June 22nd through the 25th. 22nd through the 25th later this month. Come mm-hmm. through. I will be there. Come see your boy and your girl, Bianca. Me. All right. Well, let's move on to the main event of the evening. No Country for Old Men. I am excited to talk about this movie. I love this movie. Um, this won Best Picture at the Oscars in 2007. It was hotly contested with that and uh, There Will Be Blood. Which are very similar movies shot in the same shot in the same place. They're both shot in uh, East Texas. Whoa, and, dude! Here's here's a fun fact: No country had to shut down production for a day because uh, There Will Be Blood was filming the big oil explosion scene. Yeah, and there was just a plume of smoke off in the distance. So No Country had to shut down production for 24 hours. Holy Isn't that shit! Wild? Yeah. yeah, like I remember, I remember for quite a while, like before I had seen either film. I would always get both of them mixed up, yes, yes. like constantly. I was like, okay, I was like, what's the? I was like, what's the name of that one? The one you know with the bull haircut. I was like, that's the one. There will be blood. I was like, and then people they're would both... be like, no, 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 that's like no country for old men. And I'm like, they're both they're both like kind of yeah. clunky titles. A little, they're like a, like a little clunky. No country yeah. for old men or there will be blood. It's just uh, yeah. like, a, like a, they're not quite easy to. They don't roll off the tongue, you know. Yeah. But they're both they're very similar movies, kind of thematically too, but. I do think you're either a no country gal or a there will be blood gal, and I am I am one thousand percent a no country gal personally. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? Like, I like now that I now that I like rewatched it because I I watched I rewatched it like twice, and man, I think yeah, like I think it's gonna have to be no country for old men. All right, like, fair enough. Yeah, like even though. Even though I think like there will be blood is like such like a powerful piece, like that is a powerful piece of cinema. But like, there's something there's something about like the simplicity of No Country for Old Men, which we'll obviously like get into. That just like that's why I kept like rewatching like certain scenes where I was thinking like, huh, like there's not even there's not even music. There's no music in the entire movie the, the first move the first music you hear is in the the end credits it, which is which is a, an achie- an achievement all by itself all you hear is just the wind the wind just co- ever present in the background There's that strong texas wind like out in the desert so this movie uh i think is damn near a masterpiece in my opinion i fucking love it i wish zach was here because he he loves it uh just as much as i do but um uh he is basically here and oh you're right i forgot he is here he just looks a little different today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, but so the movie is about really the movie is about getting old and the world changing around you and just not being equipped to deal with that change. Mm-hmm. And what's what's fascinating is that the movie ends with Tommy Lee Jones quitting 
he quits. Yeah, he, he says, talking? "Fuck this! I it's yeah. I, it's too much for me. I give up. I quit." And that's such a it's so like kind of disheartening, but relatable. You know what I mean? In a way, in a way that there'll be blood really isn't for me. There'll be blood is about capitalism and just just fucking your family over and everyone in your path over to make it to the top and then at the top there's no one there with you and you're miserable like it's, it's a tale of yeah time. like yeah pretty much like dying fucking alone yes dying, both, like, dying want, rich written alone bastard yes yeah yeah so th- that's that's the the message that, of, of the early blood but no countries it's like it's just so like beautiful to me that this guy just just says fuck it i can't do it it's it like yeah the, it's very disheartening like yeah listening so what's, listening to ahead. him go ahead what's 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 fascinating too is that it's really like a two it's a, it's a completely segmented story the stories don't really combine too much at all until the very end and then the the, the a story which is uh anton sugar chasing our boy llewellyn is so exciting it's so much fun the cat and mouse between them is just enthralling it's so fucking fun watch it because both of them are smart yes that's what's cool is that luella makes great decisions and so does sugar sugar is is like the one scene that i always think of is when so they track the money to this motel right and uh, so anton sugar goes to the front counter buys a room for a night goes into his room and then opens it really fast and then like like to see how the light will come into the room and then closes it again, opens it really fast again, and then he goes over to the wall and like sees how thick it is, sees if he can shoot through it. He like checks out the whole layout of the room and goes into the bathroom and looks at everything. He's preparing to go into the other room, kick the door down, and fucking kill everyone. It's amazing. It's so cool. And it's, it's all done without dialogue. You just kind of infer what he's doing. He's he's probably, I mean, like one of he's, he might be my favorite villain of all time. He's so interesting to watch. Yeah, that no, that that is interesting because so that that part in itself, like I I was wondering why he was doing that, right? Like whenever yes. he opens the door and then quickly closes it and then opens it again, I the first time I watched it, I was so confused because yes. I thought, okay, so he knows he knows that the tracker tracked and started beeping to the number 138 like the room that like he opens right so i thought like okay like he like he must know that like this is where this is where llewellyn is but then like but there's then no one no, in there. huh but he opens and there's no one in there so you're like but no one's in there so then like yeah. when he quickly closes it i think like okay like did he make a mistake but that's the thing like yeah anton right like anton wouldn't make these mistakes yeah, like because he's I, too precise. I do think in a in a in a worse movie, they would have really they would have really held your hand through that scene and made it made you completely like fully understand what he's doing, and instead of just letting the audience you know figure it out for themselves. But there's so much of that of that in this movie, which I will refer to from this point forward as the magic of cinema. There is so much magic of fucking cinema in this movie. What what they'll do is. They'll show they'll show you a shot of a thing, and they'll the, the shot immediately after that just tells an entire story of what just happened. So it gets to the point where Anton just is such a a, a a stellar killing machine that you don't even need to see him kill people after a while. All you can do is like the example is it, he he goes he pulls over uh or or his 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 truck breaks down 
And so this like nice chicken farmer guy yeah. comes out. It's, I feel so bad for this guy. He's just such a sweetheart. And he's like, "Howdy, neighbor. What can I do for you?" Like, put, he plugs in his his uh you know uh, the the electric cables to jump the car. And then Anton goes, "Can you get those chicken crates out of the back of your truck?" And he goes, "What?" Hard cut to Anton at the car wash, fucking blasting out the feathers from the back. So like, we don't need to see that he just brutally murdered this poor guy and like killed all his chickens and tossed them out. We don't need to see that. We can just infer that's what happened. Or another example is, uh, by the way, full spoilers for this movie, of course. Oh but yeah, all, very... all all spoilers now. Like, yeah, yeah. But at the very end, when he uh, when he kills Llewellyn's uh, wife. All, you don't see him kill her, which, by the way, it would be gratuitous if you did. I'm glad that you don't see that. It's also cool because he's the only one – we're jumping to the end here. But basically, to finish my point out, he walks out and just checks his shoes, which that's all you need to know. He's looking for blood on his shoes, and then he walks away. So she's dead, but you don't need to see him kill her. Like, they are so good at showing you minimal things in this movie that, that make you think an entire story. It's incredible. Yeah, like – from the from the very beginning from the very beginning you see you see like how how like how simplistic the Cohen brothers like want to give you this film like they're like we're setting we're setting all the pieces for you to see like a chess game so we're going to show you we're going to show you like what will be brought to the table but any move that you see after this, like you will not see it coming. Yes. Like, which I, that's what I really love about this film because in the beginning, like, what do you see? Like you see Anton being like being apprehended. And then, which is one of my favorite, which is one of my favorite scenes where Anton is being apprehended. He's taken down to the station and then this like bumbly always there's always like a there's always a bumbly police officer that yes. says like i can do it like yeah like i'll stay extra hours like i'll 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 like figure everything out and then while that he's first, like that first that first scene is don't worry boss i got it all taken care of hang up immediate just strangle it. Yeah, that the yes. the boot the boot marks in the, the circle around is- Stuffings like that—that that right there, that scene where you just you see the boots, then you see like hundreds, His face hundreds like this. of boot stuffings. And Dude, then, the boot scuffings are such a great touch. There's so that, many little details yeah. that are just like that are that just put a put a bow on it. His fucking face when he's doing that—that that like that that grim determination of just like stop moving now, stop mm-hmm, moving. Mm-hmm. I wonder what his body count is in this movie. He must kill like 15 people that we see. Maybe let's see. So that guy's first, and then they're they're the the. Then the nice quite here for a moment. That yes. guy. Oh my god! Yes. So that one. So sad. By the way, check. By the way, look, this this kind of ties in with with uh, the the movie we were talking about earlier. The mm-hmm. the power of suggestion and not wanting to seem rude. Yeah. So he he steals a cop car after he kills the police officer, and he goes and pulls over this random guy, and he he goes over. So by the way, this is another just incredible detail. This must be from the book. But he his his main weapon that he uses is this is like a cattle what do you, what do you even call it? Yeah, like a, a what, cat. It's, like, a, it's a cattle murderer. <laughs> like yeah, it, it's, it's it, it injects a they bolt. Briefly, yeah, they briefly like mention it because whenever they have either like like found it or he's like left it behind, 
one of them is like talking to the other one on like the phone or like yeah. they're having the discussion about it. it's like yeah it looks like something that you would kill like cattle or like a cow with and i was like what it's a superpower it's like it's it's in it's on it's attached to a uh, tanker of uh compressed air mm-hmm. and he turns on he turns on the 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 air and then just puts it up to the guy he's just like Will you look right here for a minute? And the guy just like like what's that for? What's going on? And he just puts it right up to his forehead. Punk, and the guy just collapse like collapses dead. It's crazy. The- it's such a it's such a clean kill too. Yes, like it's so it's so clean. It's so precise. Like he knows like with one with one strike like that is all that he needs. Yes, like that's it. Like that's all that's needed. It's like, such a creepy. It, it it really. I mean, the fact that that it's used mainly for cattle really makes you. It puts you in the head of he, he he does not see humans as people. He truly just sees them as as obstacles. And what's also fascinating is that he has this code of ethics that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. It's so like so 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 layered. He's not just your typical murdering psychopath that that doesn't give a fuck. Like he is a murdering psychopath. Don't get me wrong, but he's got a code. And like if you if you wrong him in some way, he'll 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 fucking like the classic scene, which is I think probably kill number three is the gas station which is probably the most well well known scene in the movie but what's what's so cool and i'll put it right here Whoop. how much 69 cent and the gas y'all getting any rain up here way what way would that be i've seen you was from dallas what business is it of yours where i'm from What's so cool about that scene is that when he's he's not engaged with this gas station attendant at all, he's he's ready to go walk out the door. The gas station attendant then goes, "You guys getting any rain up where you're from?" And then he just he, you see his eyes just do this, like, and what place would that be? He just locks onto him, and it, from that moment forward, he's like he's he's basically his his prey or whatever, and he gives him the the coin flip as the fifty fifty chance to survive after that. But like he wasn't, he was not engaged at all. And then as soon as he just that little offhand comment, "You guys getting any rain where you're from?" He's like, "And where exactly would that be?" Like motherfucker, that's so creepy. It's so good. yeah, the the that coin flip that you mentioned, like, so Anton determines everything by coin flips, like yes. heads, tails, like, like whichever one that that's the deciding factor. It's not me. Yes. Like it's not me. It's it's this coin. And yes. you have to choose, and as luck will have it, like this is what will be brought upon you. But like, it's he so... sees himself. He, sorry to interrupt. He sees oh, himself. No. He sees. He sees himself as, uh, as death, like death incarnate. Yeah. Basically, he sees himself as not not a force of death, but like literally just death. And so he he's like, I am fate. I I am death. I am fate. And so then like he he gives his his people that he encounters a chance if they haven't wronged him or whatever the, the the innocent people that he encounters or the people that aren't in his way of a goal he gives them the, the coin flip as a chance but he that's what that's why the whole thing comes around towards the end which we'll get to yeah like it's yeah like it's a very it's a very like wild um like moral compass of his to have yes. or it's, it's really like, interesting this is this is the only way that I know that I'm like doing like the right thing, even though there is no right, like when it comes to like his case, but like having, having that like vital coin flip and someone else deciding their own fate, which he's already decided. 
Like, no matter what, like, Anton has decided that it's, like, if I'm going to murder you, like, it, like, it will be done, regardless of this coin flip. But it's, like, for him, it's, for him, it's, if you are the one choosing your own fate, then that's how it was supposed to be. Like, exactly. no matter, you, like, you, you chose, me. yeah, exactly. The yeah. coin, the coin that you flipped made you survive this encounter. Yeah. It's which, which, by the way, it's a little bit funny that the coin flip is his thing when Two Face has been a Batman villain for like a hundred years. <laughs> Two Face is, is, does the exact same thing. He does the coin flip thing too. I, I think oh, the author, yeah, see, I yeah know. he oh. does the, I mean, it is spot on the exact same thing. I'll kill you if you don't win the coin toss. Like, that's, that's Two Face's thing. But, you know, whatever. It's you know whose thing it is, Bianca. Cool. It's fucking Harvey Dent's thing. Oh, Harvey shit. Dent, Two Face is the yeah, is the coin flip can, guy. Can I trust you, bro? Can I trust you? Harvey Dent. <laughs> can we trust you, Harvey Dent? Right. Can we trust him? Uh, I, w- I wanted to say also what's what's so what's the, the cat and mouse part of the movie is so much fun because Llewellyn's also really smart. Yeah, he's so fucking. He's so fun to watch. Both of them are so fun to watch. Like at the at the very beginning when he um when the well uh, it happens upon the 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 shootout mm-hmm. aftermath, he's like uh he's like okay so where's first off he sees the guy in the car who's asking for water. He's like, like I ain't got no agua. Yeah. No, I got no agua, bro. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then he's uh and then he goes he's like where's the last man? El uti. Go ahead. Ultimo hombre? Ultimo hombre? El ultimo hombre? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what he asked him. But yeah. he's like, oh, give me some fucking water. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, bro. I need <laughs> yeah, water. He, all he's thinking about, all he's thinking about is like, give me a glass of fucking agua and I will tell you. I will tell you everything. I will give you like coordinates. <laughs> like, just give me some fucking water. I'll help you look for him, bro. Just <laughs> yeah. give me a sip. Like, just, just a give sip. Me, just, just give me some agua and I got you. But like, that's the thing. Llewellyn, Llewellyn, all he sees is like, oh, there's guns here. There's ammo. Like I can, I can work with this. Not like, only that, but there's, 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 there's a giant pile. There's, there's, there's like a hundred bricks of cocaine, right there in the in the back of the truck. So he's like, yeah. all right, so there must be money. So he he mm-hmm. doesn't touch the coke, but he's like, okay, if I were the if I were the last guy in a shootout and I had a whole bunch of money with that, me, that's a sensible man too. It's like. I don't need that coke, man. Where, like, yes. where, where is, where Where's is that, that money? money? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then he, he he's like, all right, if I'm the last one here, I'm in the middle of the desert, in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. I'm going to go find some shade. So he he just heads for the for the only trees in the immediate vicinity, and that's where our boy is, which is a very smart deduction there. And what's also another smart thing that he does is he he he's got the binoculars and he looks through and he sees the guy uh, underneath the tree. And he's probably dead, but he doesn't know. So he sits yeah, there. Mm-hmm. He sits there and waits and just checks on him for every five or ten minutes and sees if he moves. He just sits there and waits for like an hour or like a half hour. I don't know how it doesn't matter how long it is, but smart. Like if, if, he, if he just gone, if he just walked up there, he, the guy could have been alive and just shot him in the face. So he waits it out. Yeah, like he, he Llewellyn is like very, like very intelligent, very like street smart because you can tell like. He's lived in that town his whole life. Yeah. Like he knows he knows the ins and outs like of every like every fucking crevice like in that deserted land. So it's like he know like he knows like what to look for. So like you said that uh, he's like scouting 
like scouting the spot, making sure that the man is like dead. Yeah. Then, then he can like go in like a little hawk and like retrieve what like ends up becoming his only for a short period of time, which is which is the suitcase like full of money. Yes. Like and he also. What's also interesting is that he he gets out. He gets out, and it's and it's his compassion that brings him back. Yes. So he, our homeboy that needed water, he 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 escapes. He's he's at his home, and he's he's laying in bed, and he just can't get that guy out of his head. He's just staring at the ceiling. And it's a great little thing. He just goes, "All right," and he gets up, and he fucking fills up a gallon of water. Yeah. And I like I like that his um uh, that his girlfriend or his wife too is like, Llewellyn, where are you going, honey?" And he's like, "I'm about to do something really fucking stupid, but I'm gonna go anyway." He's such he's yeah, a sweet like, man. He's a sweet man. I I I love I love um what he says that it's like, you know, tell tell my mother I say hi. And she's yeah. like, honey, like your mother is dead. And it's like, well, I guess I'll have to tell her myself. <laughs> and which is which is like such also like such awesome foreshadowing. Like it's so yes. fucking subtle. And yes. I'm sure like even like Cormac McCarthy, like when he was writing it, like he didn't mean for that to be like any type of foreshadowing or maybe he did, but like that rewatching it. I'm like, Oh fuck. Like he already, you are going to tell him yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, like he already knew because of, of that idiot mistake because yes, like Harvey and I right now are like, we're gassing up Llewellyn because he really is a very like smart, like sensible man. However, like, because like you mentioned that compassion that compassion the fucking kindness can like really royally like fuck you over and, so here's here's an interesting yeah. thought so the, the, that that is that is the 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 decision that that basically makes the rest of the movie happen is that mm-hmm. he he decides to bring the guy water and then as soon as he as soon as he gets there the guy's already dead with with the need of the water so it was useless that he came and he looks over at the ridge and there's another car parked next to his and it's these these uh, I think I think they're cartel guys mm-hmm. get out of the car and they they just like slash his tires. So he's like fuck. So that's anyway that's that's the genesis of the rest of the of the film. But here's a, here's a question: Would if I, I could be wrong here, but does that decision even really matter in the grand scheme of things? Because he still had the tracker and his money, so they would have found his ass anyway. Hmm. Right, so even if he had not gone back with with the water for that guy, his fate would have been the same. It it might even it might even have been sooner. He might if he if he had passed out right then, yeah. it's possible the Mexicans would have just found him and and shot him that night. I'm trying to I, well, I'm trying to like think because yeah, you are right about like you are right about the tracker, but I wonder I wonder if he hadn't gone back like how how soon Llewellyn would have gone through that suitcase of money. Like to, but yeah, you're right. Like, I don't think he, I don't think he would have, like, I don't think he would have even like gone through it because it's not even up to like halfway into the movie that like, you just see that he, he like Um, just only through the top. Right. Here's, here's the difference too, though, is that his, his car is at the scene though. So that, that alerts the cops to him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. And also, it also okay. No, no, it, he fucks himself because it, it gives Anton the 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 plate, and he and that's how, that's how Anton call figures out that that his wife and 
his his wife's mom and everything. That's where Anton figures out his whole family's from, from his car. So yeah, he did fuck himself completely. Yeah, like yeah, I feel like I feel like no matter what, like that that moment of being being a human, like yeah. being an okay human of like him not being able to like fall asleep until he get yeah. like gets that man water. Like yeah, that that completely and ultimately like led him like led like led him and his partner to their own demise. Yes. Like because he could have he could have left it. Like he could have left it. He could have that night instead of like going out, he could have like gone through all of the money, possibly found the tracker, destroyed the tracker, then it would have been like, oh yep, like, scot free. Yeah, like we can we can dip out if you're a girl. Like you don't have to work at Walmart anymore. Even though I mean, that's such a great. I, I work at Walmart. Not anymore. You don't, baby. <laughs> yeah, like I. <laughs> We're I rich. That, yeah, like I love that so much. It's like go and hang out with your mom. Yes, she will talk shit about me, yeah. but I will come back to you. And it's like this. Yeah, it's that, like that. Ugh. That fucking bitch gets her gets him killed. That goddamn bitch gets him killed. By just offhand offhand mentioning that they're going to El Paso. Ugh. Oh, I know the I know the area. Where exactly are you going? Ugh. Like brutal. yeah, which is like another which is another thing. It's like don't tell old people your business. Yeah, especially chatty <laughs> old people. Yeah, keep like that shit to yourself. Yeah, it's just like you know what? Like we don't we don't have to we don't have to tell them anything. But yeah, like <laughs> that that's also that's also like another main thing. It's like the mother-in-law just kind of outs like certain information that the cartel like needed also like in order to like retrieve like that yeah that suitcase and i'm like god damn it like we didn't we didn't have to do this you could have just so kept sad it so tragic yeah, yeah so yeah. there's a, a couple a couple other things that i wanted to say every extra in every small role in this movie looks perfect they are perfectly cast i mean the, the i always think about the old woman um both old both of the older women that that run the two motels i mean they are straight out of like west texas and oh my 20 God. years ago i i have to talk about one of my favorite scenes i uh, i don't know if i shared it with you i shared it with a few people like as i was watching it so so at this point llewellyn has already like dipped out like dipped out like he's dipped out of town Anton has Anton is coming to find him and he comes to the trailer home and then so like Anton walks in like walks into you know he's to uses, like he's he's the cow thing to the, the the lock which is cool no 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 oh. this yeah this this is actually yeah like yes so he does that right yes he does that in order to like find you know like he finds Llewellyn's like trailer he sees that no one's there. He sits down, drinks a glass of milk, he which takes is a, milk out of the fridge. Which Psychotic. Is a, which is a whole, di- a whole deep dive that I need to go into of like putting together like all of these like psychotic people that just drink milk, just <laughs> yeah. drink milk. Like that's it. Because I know that, I know that like someone has already like made that list out there, and Anton is in it. But after, all right, hold on. We got. Yeah. I, I, I can think of two. Okay. Clockwork Orange. Yes. Those those fuckers are drinking milk. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing with with psychopaths? Is just fully drinking well, milk? That's what I want to know because also Get Out. Yes. Okay. Like that's great. Down, 
she's eating the cheer like yes. the fucking fruit loops by themselves but drinking milk and taking a sip of milk that's yeah. so that's so creepy so so great yeah yeah you're, you're absolutely right good call so we got yeah. three i mean that's that's a, that's a list yeah so like that yeah another another uh another another letterbox list to be made after <laughs> yeah. after this episode but after after he does that after he's had his little his little snack he goes over and like in the inform like in the information trailer like the information office he walks in <laughs> he's just like he asks the he asks the counter person which she she looks so lovely like oh so God. homely just like yes. super super sweet and southern she makes great food you know yeah, she like you know she ma- you know she makes a mean gravy yes oh dude her gravy is insane like her she, gravy she could- like top notch a good old peach cobbler like you know she oh my god putting it in there dude she is killing it on thanksgiving dude killing yeah. it yeah but anton walks in and then he's like uh he's like where where can i find Llewellyn moss yeah and then and then the i'm count- not at liberty to- <laughs> yeah, the, counter, the counter person is like have you checked his trailer and he's like yes and then it's like well you know like if he's not at his trailer, he must be he must be at at work. Where does he work? I like I'm not at liberty to say that. Where does he work? Like, sir, I like I just told you, like, I cannot tell you like this information. Where does he work? And he just like asking. he like just that that momentum that like is going now where it's like this like push and pull where I'm like Oh my god, are you about to murder this sweet lady because she's not giving you the information? And the then he, yes. He like, would have done that. Yeah. And he's just like he's gradually like kind of like inching a bit like just a bit closer where it's like you kind of need to tell me like where he is, but like in the final like where does he work? She's like, "Did you not hear me?" And then <laughs> so like he hears someone like in the other room flush the toilet, so he like backs away and then he like goes to like open up the door and then he like looks back at her and she she has this like bravado about her where she's like she's like yeah what's up bitch yeah like what like you want to ask me again where Llewellyn works because I'll fucking tell you and then he just he just walks out and that I saw I I saw a meme I saw I saw a meme that was like uh the only person in this movie to beat Anton Chigurh, and it's her. It's, Dude, it's it a is. picture of her. She's like, the only one that beat him. That's the thing. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, uh, what is it? Yeah, like one of my one of my friends when I showed them that video, they were like, you know what? Like he was like he was about to like he was about to kill her, and I was like the other way around. Like she was about <laughs> to like fucking get on him. Like, did you that's see funny. that look where it it was very much like a stern mother, like. Mm-hmm. Don't you raise your voice at me, like kind of deal, where it's like, She's... no, like you're not gonna get this information out of me just because you're giving me like these, you know, evil doe eyes. Currently, like there's no point. But yeah, I love, I love that like he walks away without any information. Like that legit is like one of my favorite scenes, like she's of that the, she's film. She's the best, and yeah. again, perfect, perfectly cast. I mean, she looks. I mean, I I know people in my life that are like that that, that live in South Texas. Uh, so I want to get on to to Woody Harrelson, who is a great small performance in this movie. Yes, I was he's, so he's surprised. So I was so yeah. surprised when I when I started like seeing 
other people appear i was like what like we'll we'll obviously talk about tommy lee jones but like woody harrelson's character i'm like where did you appear from sir yeah like i didn't even realize what's what's amazing too is that well he he's the one that gives you the big exposition dump about sugar and like what his what drives him what the fact that he cannot be negotiated with and that the fact that he's just a a, just an all-killing psychopath right Mm -hmm. he gives you this this big information dump of like no there's no reasoning with this man you can't talk to him he'll he'll kill you just for inconveniencing him like he, he like there's there's no there's no way around it cut to one scene later and sugar is following him up the stairs at the hotel yeah it's amazing and he's and then and just like literally the last scene that you saw woody harrelson then he's explaining that you can't be reasoned with and then he's just in his room he's like you don't have to do this like he's begging for his life just like everyone else but but also let's talk about how yes yes during that scene like he's begging for his life but he's doing it in such a calm and collected way yeah because he knows he knows what's coming so like even though he has he has this fear inside of him of like i know my i i know i'm about to meet my end because this man is literally sitting right across from me like pointing like pointing this weapon at me like i think he i think he discovers that during the conversation he kind of comes to terms with that but mm-hmm. at the begin at the beginning he's definitely still like he's still like i i can give you money i can go to the yeah, atm yeah like we can he's, he's, yeah. he's begging I'll give yeah you he's 14, like $14,000 right fact, now if we go fa- to the atm <laughs> and then he's like 14,000 yeah, yeah he's like he's like the atm he's just he's just like smiling like smiling like this he's like oh, fucking he knows you know you're crazier than shit right you know you're fucking ins- or the line is do you know how crazy you are? It's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, no, I yeah, like that that was a that was a great scene of like seeing someone someone afraid like afraid of dying but then quickly having to come to terms with it. Because yeah. there's no there's no escaping Anton when he's right in front of you. And he's not even giving and at that point like he's not even giving that option that he like has given other people by the toy like by the coin toss he's just yeah. like i'm going to do oh no no it's because like, i'm going to do this oh yeah not only that but if you if you inconvenience anton in any way he's going to kill you like yeah if you're a random bystander he'll give you the coin toss but if he if, if you like fuck him over or are trying to kill are trying to kill him or arrest him or whatever he's he will murder you no problem that's why, and also like anyone that's standing in the way of those goals are, are are also fair game for him. That's why like the chicken guy didn't get a coin toss. The guy that all the, all the people whose cars he's stolen that are, are murdered, no coin mm-hmm. tosses there because they are they are necessary necessary collateral. Mm, okay, okay, that makes sense. See, I hadn't I hadn't even like thought of it that way because yeah, when the, with Woody Harrelson, I was like, that's very interesting how like you know other people that he had conversations with he was giving them the not the option but just like the demand like the demanding structure of like this is what i'm going to do i'm going to offer you this coin toss but with woody harrelson like he wasn't doing that at all that's that's less so. because he was a, he was a direct antagonist he was okay. I mean, again yeah okay. he, he, he was right. he was trying to trying to stop them or, or he was trying to get the money he's i think i want to say he was a dea agent if i'm not mistaken okay he wanted so he, he was trying to get the money which means that he was a he was an yeah. antagonist for sugar yeah and so, so i was I th- like i don't give a fuck you are about to die <laughs> yeah. like no so i think we should jump to uh the most controversial 
part of the movie, which is the third act. The third act is extremely controversial. I know a lot of people that don't love this movie, like like I do or we do, because the the end is so abrupt and mm-hmm. and some some would say unsatisfying. I will say that uh, this movie I didn't connect with the first time I watched it because of the ending. I loved three quarters of it, and then at the end, the first time I watched it, I I just I was like, what? what is, like what? what Llewellyn dies off screen, which is a bold choice. It is a bold choice. Um, I'm not actually 100 percent sure that I agree with that choice. Do you have an opinion on it? Um, I think so. I watched. I remember watching No Country for Old Men years ago, right? And then I had to, I had to borrow, I had to borrow this movie from, from Chris, from There Are Too Many Movies. I was like, I need a, I was like, I need a, yeah, shout out. I need to like rewatch this. So then this is gonna, I'm gonna say, yeah, exactly. Oh, I wish I had the copy of you. Like, yes. But so I'm gonna say it's been seven, eight years since I, since I've like, had to go back. So then upon watch, like upon this rewatch, like I thought it, I thought it was so odd because I guess, I guess I'm so, I'm so used to, I'm so used to the structure that I, I don't watch Westerns. Like that's uh-huh. the thing. That's the thing. But this can, this film can be kind of labeled as like a neo-noir Western and it like in its own right. So my, like, my deal is, like, as I'm, as I'm, like, watching it, I'm, like, thinking, okay, like, I know what's going to happen, like, and what's going to happen is, like, at least one of them survives, and there's some, there's some goodness left, and which kind of, kind of comes to be, but with Llewellyn's case, I was not expecting him to be killed. Because yeah. that's the thing. Unceremoniously like, killed. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Because, yeah, like, he's, he's like, found. So, like, he's found by Tommy Lee Jones's character. And, like, you just see, you just see, like, one scene where he's lying down. And then that's it. Which, like, by the way, the, the first time I watched it, I wasn't even, I was like, who's that? Like, his his face is, like, obscured even. Yeah, like. It's I not thought- even, like. I, yeah. I I expected like a like a full overhead shot like he's dead. There's not. It's just so it's, unceremonious. It's legit, he's, it's legit off to the side. Yes, and he's yeah. just and, he, and so the only the, the, the when it was cemented for me is when Tommy Lee Jones or when his wife comes up and, yes. and Tommy Lee Jones takes off his hat. Off I'm like, that. oh shit, that was fucking Llewellyn. Like he's dead. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. It's crazy that they just that they kill him off screen. And so here's what uh this is this is from another podcast that I listened to, but um a good way to. To watch this movie and what I told our dear viewers at the end of last episode is to go in thinking of Tommy Lee Jones as the main character because he's the guy that it really the story ultimately becomes about it becomes yeah. about him witnessing this horrific violence and the fact that he just after years on the job has never experienced anything quite like this and he thinks that the world's getting shittier and there's that great scene where he goes and talks to the old uh, retired cop with the tin cats. By the way, if that's a set where that with like the tin cats and everything, it's a, it is the most well crafted set I've ever seen. It's perfect. I, I'm they probably just found an old shit heap in the in the middle of nowhere and, and shot in it. But he goes and talks to this older guy, and he's like, I mean, the the world's getting worse, right? 
and then the older guy is just like tells him this this story about like when he was whatever a, a young policeman he's like it's always been this way dude it's it's you that that are that are changing you are getting older and more sentimental and less willing to you know put up with this shit yeah like yeah like less willing less willing to like make the changes or like yeah because that that's exactly whenever i was like doing whenever i was like doing a bit of a deep dive i was like okay i was like what does it mean what does no country for old mean like for old men mean like what exactly does that title entail but it's really like Tommy like Tommy Lee Jones like if you put him as the central character and you're putting Anton and Llewellyn off to the side because their cat and mouse game is kind of like the like that it's the, over- it's the last straw it's the last yeah. straw for him yeah like they're they're kind of like the over looming like like central like central like chorus like they're they're the cloud looming over Tommy Lee Jones's like life where he's he's now the old man he's the old man like living in this country that like is completely completely like different and devoid of like how he used to feel as a kid or how he used to feel when like he first like began like as a sheriff or as a police officer like those things of like the old ways like the old america like you know everything prior to like the 60s like those are the things that like he's only known he thinks that there's only that there can only not necessarily only be goodness but that there's no there's no possible way that like it can only be these ugly and bad things but the more yeah but the more that like people are telling him to his face it's like hey like things are changing everything that you're seeing you can kind of like put it like put it off but like this this is how the world is changing and you're not fully you're not fully equipped like to it might not it. just be it might it, it might just not be for you anymore you might have out, yeah. out, 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 outstayed your welcome or oh you know whatever the, the proper terminology it is but i think it's just so deeply touching that he quits he just he's just like i can't do it anymore i'm out and like the fact that he's um um right he, he just tells he tells us by the way, one of the most touching things ever is that he's like, uh, I'm I'm 20 years older than my dad ever was. So in in many ways, I'm the older man. Like thinking back on your dad as like yeah. a younger man than you were. That's so so fucking touching. And um, I don't know, just the, the fact that he, that it, that he just hangs up his hat and, and says I, I I can't do it anymore. It's just it's so very few movies I think do that. Movies are about victory and being victorious and, and yeah. like out, outliving your your foes or whatever. This is like he's just like I'm out. Deuces. No, and like. And the the thing is, like, you know, when when I watched this when I watched this film, I was so I was so surprised. I I was surprised at the fact that Llewellyn Llewellyn is murdered, right? Well, two 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 things. Sorry, sorry. Two things ahead. happen. Yeah, yeah. Llewellyn's Llewellyn's murdered off camera, and then mm-hmm. we hit, we we never know what happens to the money. No. Both 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 those things are true. So like in your traditional narrative, that's extremely unsatisfying for most people. So that's what, so I get it. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, you know. So as I'm watching it, I'm I'm just surprised. I'm not like I'm not upset, and I'm not like confused. I'm just like ta- I'm like taking it in because like like I mentioned at the at the top of our discussion of No Country for Old Men, it's like. 
the Cohen brothers are setting a chess game like for you. They're giving you all the pieces, but every single move, like you're not expecting like where it's going to go. And that's, and that's what it was as I was like, what, especially watching the third act. Like I didn't expect Llewellyn like to just from one, from one afternoon where he's like talking to this woman by the pool, like, it, that's such a that's such a small scene. He's it like fades coming, to black. It fades yeah. to black and then fades back in on Tommy Lee Jones coming up to the hotel and and these like Mexican gangbangers are coming off. Yes, and like and yeah, like that's the thing. It's like something something like that where I was like, wait, what? Like, did yeah, that what? Just wait, like what? He, he was just he was just talking to this lady at the pool. He was just getting like yeah. his stuff to go to his room and then cut to it's yeah, a Tommy bold. Lee. It's a bold choice. The more I think about it, the more I like it. I mean, it's it kind of oh, yeah. uh, just the, it, mean, it, it's it, thematically speaking, it's kind of just. I mean, what life happens sometimes. Sometimes people a, just die. A, yeah, it's a bit like it's a bit jarring. Like that's yeah. the thing. Like which which that's what I can like respect like from this film because the way that it left me surprised and it also like it also left me feeling a bit like not not unhinged not like uncomfortable but there was like some sort of like some sort of way that i felt when we see like anton just walk away after after he's gotten into this brutal car accident so that's the other thing we got to talk about mm-hmm. this is car this is the car accident so here's yes. what happens here so that's the end of tommy lee jones's story is that he he hangs up his hat and he quits the end of anton Chigurh's story is that he he he, does, he loses the money to the Mexicans, which it doesn't really matter. But what what he what Anton Chigurh thinks of himself, he thinks of himself, like I said earlier, as a force of nature or as of death. Mm-hmm. He himself is is death. He's not a human. He's like the Grim Reaper, basically. So that's what he he, he considers himself as. And it, like it, when you encounter him, you only have a small chance of letting because he is literally death. Okay. So what happens at the end is Llewellyn's wife, who I don't remember the, the character's name, but she refuses to play his game mm-hmm, she says mm-hmm. no so he he says so he gives her a chance he promises uh Llewellyn that if he makes a deal with him he'll he won't kill his wife but if he doesn't make a deal he's gonna kill his wife so that's what he promised Llewellyn before Llewellyn died so then months after like Llewellyn dies he shows up at his wife's house who by yeah, the way buried bury her mom buried her mom that morning and he, he he's just in there and he's like i made a promise to your husband that i would kill you and she's like that makes no fucking sense mm-hmm. that makes no sense and he's like well all right the best i can do is this he flips a coin and says call it and uh and she's like no i will not call it and he's like call it he's like no the coin has no say it's you yeah. you are the one making these decisions it's not fate it's you and she, and he throws she throws it back into his face and you see him it's the first time you ever see him off balance uncomfortable so he does end up killing her which we know because it, it doesn't show, show him killing her he he walks out and takes the boots he did end up, end up killing her but driving away from that interaction mm-hmm. he's hit by a fucking car he gets plowed into by a car and severely injured which to me says yeah dude you're fucking human you're like, not you're- death you're not the Grim Reaper. You can die just like anyone else, and you will die just like you anyone else. You are a fucking human. Like, yeah, like, he gets out of the car. He sits on the curb. And that's the thing. It's like, 
that's also because he wasn't even like fully like fully paying attention to his surroundings which is so like it's so like it's so off like it's so off his balance because he's always like checking his surroundings like he always knows like what to expect just like in a chess game like if you want to win like you have to be able to like think well, like two steps the, ahead kind of deal the thing, the thing is though that he was it's not like you're right you're 100 right that he that he, he's but he's he's caught he's not caught off guard he's caught off guard by complete randomness because he did have the right i i, I double checked it this time no no like, no he, go ahead yes yes like, the, so, the person just the person ran ran a red yeah, light yeah. the the person did run a red light it's the thing that he was looking he was looking at the mirror at the two boys as they're just riding their bicycles ah, so like for that for that slight moment like that that's what i mean where he's just like like there's no balance in like him checking his surroundings because any other time it's like even if i don't know like i would think that like even if there is a green light you would slight check just a oh bit. yeah like just just a smidge just to make sure but that's the thing because he's looking at these two boys riding bicycles then this accident happens and those two boys are the ones that like assist him by like you know offering offering the shirts and he like pays them but there's like a whole bone coming out and right Dude, there it's like look at that bone i love those, like, those two kid actors so, look at that bone yeah it's so, like so whoa funny. but yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely a moment where where it, it, yeah. it brings him down to humanity that's yes. what that's that's the point of that it brings At least him just down for he's, a little bit just like, for a little bit a it's, it's like yeah. it's like a it's like a, a, a for lack of a better term a, a chink in, in the armor you know what i mean yes. where like mm -hmm. it's it's he's just this this all, all powerful killing machine oh he just got hit by a car completely randomly but because he checked his mirror for two seconds like, yeah he's human he's not she was right he's he's fucking wrong he's not he's not this 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 beacon yeah. of death he's a, he's he's a psychopath that's murdering people for yeah, no reason like, mm -hmm. yeah so she, yeah. she's the only one she's the only one uh, i mean uh, her and that that lady at the motel are the only two people in the movie that beat him yeah like and, and that's the thing like that's a that's another another deal where Anton gets to walk away after that. Yep. We don't see Anton again. Like we cut to, we cut to Tommy, Tommy Lee, Jones, Lee yeah. Jones's character sitting down at breakfast, like with his wife and he's asking her, what should I do today? And she yeah. responds with like, I don't know. I'm not I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, like you get to decide. And then she asks him, you know, like how he's been sleeping, what his dreams are like, and that she won't like, she'll actually listen to him. Like, this time around, like if he if he wishes to like speak about his dreams, then that's where he goes into the two dreams that like he's had. One of them he doesn't like really remember, like only faintly. And it's the and it's the second dream where he goes more into depth of like how, you know, he thinks about his father and then like, yeah, he's he's much older than his father was, like, you know, twenty 20 years older and then it's there's this there's this look in his eyes and especially if he's like delivering like delivering these last lines where you can just tell that he's realized that that like this country is not for him yeah. like he's he's just completely suc like succumbed to the idea of like I don't I don't know who I am and I don't think I ever knew who I was and after seeing all this destruction 
like what like what am I even doing like yeah. and and you feel it like when he's delivering those lines like I went I went over and I and I rewatched that scene like Tommy Lee Jones like such an incredible actor like it's such an incredible beautiful. actor and when when he's like reading when he's reading those lines like holy fuck like you did he win the oscar like, i'm looking it up right now i'm not sure yeah yes like, he did oh my god as, as he should have yeah. yeah like because yeah like him like it's it's such a it's such a like different like it's such a different vibe when oh shit no he didn't i'm sorry javier bardem oh. won oh really yeah so so he, he was I mean, up for he was yeah. up against Javier Bardem in supporting, so that's tough. I mean, okay. you, you got to give it yeah. to Javier Bardem, yeah. Yeah, like even though I would have given it to Tommy Lee Jones, but that's just me. I'm not the Oscars. Yeah. Also, uh, he should have been the lead. Yeah, exactly. It, it's tough to call him. It's tough to call him the lead, even though yeah, it, my, exactly. my my little theory about him being the main character. It's tough to call him lead. Yeah, but that that scene, I think I think that can be put down as like one of it's my so one, fucking beautiful. Yeah, one of my favorite so scenes. Just just him him like even though he's in his older age like he just you, you know he the, still, huh? you see the years on his face you see it yeah. all like just in his eyes yeah the, 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 the monologue's just just beautiful and you know you know he still he longs he longs for that time that he felt it was simpler for him to exist yes. and and you can tell like you can tell as he's like talking and then <sighs> You know the last the last line, which almost like just kind of like makes me makes me want to cry. Where he says, "And then I just woke up." And then I woke up. Like, yeah. and then I woke up, and that then cut to black, and that's it. Like that that's our end, well, actually, folks. No, what? Well, he says he says, and then I woke up and realized that this is a no country for old men like me. And then it cuts to black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exa- that, That's exactly. This country, it ain't meant for me, y'all. Yeah, I'm too yeah. old for this this country of mine. I, I'm too old for this shit. That's what he says at the end. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting too old for this uh, shit. But yeah, I'm I couldn't agree more old. with you. I fucking love this movie. It's it's a goddamn masterpiece. Go watch it if you haven't, even though he spoiled the whole thing. Yeah, um, it's all good. it is getting pretty late here, so I think we should wrap it up soon. But any closing thoughts from Bianca? Um, closing thoughts. Watch watch this film. It is great. Uh, by yourself. Uh blu-ray copy even though i am a i am a dvd girl i'm a vhs and i'm a dvd girl uh watching it on blu-ray hd all all of those things like uh it's such a it's such a superb experience like maybe read the book also but i feel like even even then just like watching watching this film alone like it's it's cinema it's cinema it's fucking you will, be, cinema, you will become cinema when you watch this film, yeah. this is a this is a story. With the, the the techniques used in this movie cannot can work in no other medium. Like the, the 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 hard cut from the thing where you don't even have to show the murder. Like that is pure cinema. It's incredible. I love it. Awesome movie. Fantastic. Um, give me your socials one more time for the folks at home. Where where can they find you? Yeah. So you can you can find me at Cinema Con Nosotros, which is which is this spanish series that i created sometimes i'll showcase films spanish films of latin america or spain at the texas theater so that one is yeah cinema con nosotros or 
the girl who works at the box office. That's, yeah, that's my main social. That's where I post about my zines, movies I really like, uh, podcast I'm in, and more movie, more movies that I really like because I like movies. Hell so. yeah, dude. Well, follow Bianca. She's the homie. And I want to give the folks at home one last piece of information, which is that this is my week to choose the movie. Uh, no Country was Zach's choice. And my film for two weeks from today is going to be a recent a recent movie, a documentary from 2021 called The Rescue. Have you heard of this, Bianca? I have not. So this is the story of the Thai soccer team. Uh, by the way, I, I just I, this has been on the list of some things that I wanted to recommend. And th- it will be the fifth year anniversary of this event happening uh, this month. So I think you're, it's 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 a it's a it's thematically relevant. And um, the Thai soccer team gets stuck in this cave, and they basically have to get them out. And it's the story of that happening. It is unbelievable. The movie is incredible. The story is incredible. I can't wait to talk about it with Zach. And I wish I could talk about it with you. You should watch it, Bianca, and I'll text you about it. Oh, hell yeah, dude. All right. Well, we love you. Thank you. Thank you, dude, for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. I, pre- right. I appreciate you allowing me to be on here. So, yeah. I'll, dude, you're, thank you for, for filling it in. We love you guys. Bye.